What's up, everybody? You're listening to Out of the Box Podcast with your host, D-Star. Enjoy the show! What's up, everybody? This is your host, D-Star, here with... Tracy Anderson. Mark Richardson. How is everybody doing today? Oh, doing well. Really good. Are you guys excited? <laughs> oh, man, this is yes. going to be fun. Let's talk about Big Brothers Big Sisters. Right on. <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> uh, Tracy, uh, for the people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. I'm the Community Outreach and Volunteer Manager at Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I just started about six months ago. I've been in Madison for about 10 years. I have a vast background uh, in media, event planning, sales, and now I'm here. That's great. How about you, Mark? I've been in Madison since 2000, so a little over 20 years. I'm from Chicago area originally. I've got a company called Unfinished Business, uh, where I work with talent and help them decide what they want to do with their uh, professional lives, find some opportunity for them, and put each other on a path to collide. Talent acquisition, career coaching. So when you say talent, what does that mean? Both of you would be talent, right? Like uh, individuals who work for somebody somewhere want to make a change, right? So they might Okay, I'm done with sales. Uh, let me get out of the radio business. Let me get into the radio business. So anybody who's been doing something but then wants to do something different. And so I work with them to make sure we know what that picture looks like and then set them on a path to get there. Is it just for people that want to do something different or is it for people that would like to elevate their game also? Either or. You know, I've had clients who thought they wanted to leave an employer right? Like, okay, this isn't working for me. We do the work. What's an opportunity to look like? What do I need more of, less of, whatever? Uh, And I've had a client whose boss came to him after we did that work and said, hey, how's it going? And because we did the work, he could then say to her, here's what's working for me. Here's what's not. And then she said, hang on a minute. Uh, Let me see what we can do. Came back in a couple of weeks and created a position for him, elevated him in New York. So it can turn out any number of ways. Talking to you before, I said that your company actually create luck. And what I meant by that was um, preparation meets opportunity equals luck, right? So right that's kind of what you do. That's what, you know, hey, uh, I love the way you phrased that. And uh, you're a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to find me my pot of gold. Where is that? <laughs> right on. No, it's been great. Uh, I've been doing this for uh, a decade. So 2013, right, time, right about the time you got into the media game, I started my own thing. Yeah. See, people don't know that me and Mark actually have crossed paths many, many, many of times. Uh, First time, I think it was in 2013. Right on. Yep. At Madison Media Institute. Where I was a student and he was he was actually working. Yeah, I was working on a project to bring the uh, Urban League's Diversity Summit Mm -hmm. together with Mad Rep's Economic Development Summit. Mm -hmm. And so, in fact, that was my first gig when I left uh, the league in 2013. My first contract. Yep, the Urban League. Yep, Urban League of Greater Madison. Uh, My first contract was to take two different events, two separate conferences, summits, combine them. And part of what we were doing is we were embedding embedding some uh, media folks with community leaders so that we could see how they spent their day. And so I went to Madison Media Institute to find some students that wanted to work on the project. And Dee was there in school at the time running running the student. Uh, you, you, weren't you ahead of the student union? or the? I was ahead of the student council. Mm-hmm. And I was the president of the chess club. And I was the assistant to the dean. So I walk in and I'm I'm like, uh, you know, I'm here for this da-da-da. He's the first guy I see. And then when I came in here today to, to do this... He walks by. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, we, I'm like, we know each other. And then we tracked it back. 
Madison is so small. It and is. I just really want to give a quick praise to Mark because I've known Mark for a long time. I've used his services. We met years ago. Oh, wow. You, yes. You she was yes. a talent client. Mm-hmm. I was. And I was kind of confused. He is great as far as sitting down with someone. I was very confused about my next steps and where to go. And he really walked me through everything. Very patient. Very kind. I've always remembered that about Mark. So. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Tracy, what led you to this kind of work? You know, I just kind of fell into it, actually. As I said, you know, I've been in Madison for about 10 years, and my career path hasn't been the easiest, you know. I dabbled in a lot of different things. I enjoyed things, but I never felt truly aligned. And when I was leaving, I knew Sandy Morales, our CEO. I knew her. I met her almost 10 years ago when I first moved here. She was great just introducing me to the city, and I believe she had just started Big Brothers, Big Sisters. We've always kept in touch. But then recently when I was making a job change, she reached out. You know, she found out I was leaving a a job and she said, hey, I've got a community outreach. Would you want to come interview? And it's history. History in the making. Yeah. So why is Big Brothers and Big Sisters so important to the children in the BIPOC community? I would say it's just it's extremely important because right now um, and this is as me as community outreach really getting out there and trying to get bigs for our littles. We have close to 200 kids that are currently on our wait list waiting to be matched for a mentor. And, you know, our kids of color there, they seem to be waiting the longest. So we have about 113 black littles that are currently on our wait list. Wow. And 67 of them are boys. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm just trying to get out there any way that I can, whether it be one-on-one meetings, get in front of businesses, organizations, go to events, and just get the word out. Get on podcasts. Thank you, D. And just get the word out. We need mentors, and we need mentors of color. Absolutely. So, Mark, what inspired you to become a big? We've been bigs for about 14 years now. Our little was eight years old when we were matched with him. He's 22 now. You know, he's got a place of his own. He's doing he's doing things. My wife and I didn't have our own kids. Never really, it wasn't sort of a conscious decision. We just didn't, right? It was just like, we check in every couple of years, how you doing? You know, we didn't have that urge necessarily as we were young. And we got a little bit older, got into our jobs, our careers, and we realized, you know, that ship may have sailed as far as having our own, but we had some resources and we had time and we really wanted to give back in the community. So we started investigating, you know, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And then at the time, I think it was probably like the first year that they were doing the big couple thing. So there used to be Big Brothers, Big Sisters, right? You could be a big brother, you could be a big sister. But the year we got matched, I think was one of the first years you could be a big couple. So you didn't have to go it alone if you were sort of busy and you weren't sure if you could be there all the time. You had your spouse or your significant other could be there the other part of the time. So we were a big couple. And I think it's a great way to, if you're thinking about adopting, if you're thinking about being a foster parent, I think Big Brothers, Big Sisters is a great first step in that direction. And we've probably gotten as much out of it as he did, maybe more. So uh, it's been a great experience. So, Tracy, what are some of the things that Big Brothers and Big Sisters does for the kids besides providing mentors? You know, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, we do a lot. You know, we have an event hub where the bigs can actually go on and and look for different events and activities that are going on throughout the city. We do get donations from businesses and different people. You know, you might want to go to a Badger game, a basketball game. Some people get season tickets and they're not able to use it. So, donate to us or just free activities too. I know we put on there and then we're really awesome about just staying really busy all year. We have a match anniversary that happens in February where we actually celebrate the matches, how many years they've been together. So that's been awesome. We've got 
the Bowl for Kids Sake that's coming up. And then we have the hunt that's also coming up, which is countywide scavenger hunt. And I think over 300 people get involved, but bigs and littles get involved and everybody, you don't even have to be a big or a little. And we've got a great holiday party we do. I mean, we keep everybody pretty busy, I think. Have you indulged in any of these events? Yeah, um, I think one of the coolest things, and we didn't necessarily expect it when we, you know, when we first became bigs, is to have access to some of these events and some of these organizations. UW is really a big sponsor of Big Brothers Big Sisters. We we had access to the Badgers football practice. Got to meet Melvin Gordon. So I got a picture of me, Melvin Gordon, and Jamani, the name of my of my little, who's not a little anymore. But so we got to go see him practice. We got to hang out with the team for a minute. We got to do like a coach's sort of a podcast uh, when Bielema was in town, you know, so we had access to these things that we never would have probably had access to or known about through the program. Um, the funny thing is, at the time, he probably could have cared less. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was, you know, yeah, I was geeking out, right? But he, you know, he, he was like, okay, you know, it's nice to meet you, you know? So we've uh, really enjoyed some of the access we've gotten. It's just, it's kind of cool. It's weird at first. When I say weird, it's just when you, when it's not your own kid and you begin hanging out, there's that period that you have to warm up. Right. Like he's like, uh, who are you and why am I hanging out with you? And we have to get to know him. And so it's that period was you ramp to it. And then you start doing these outings and these events and going to these things. And once everybody gets comfortable with each other, then it's then it's on. And then that's when the relationship forms. And that's when it you know, that's when it takes off. So, Mark, what are some of your fondest moments with you and your little? We went kayaking on Lake Wingra. And there's a brand, we had just been matched, maybe, I don't know, second outing or something like that. That was fun. And we have pictures of it, of course. And he's this big, right? He's so, he's so small at the time. We went to a, an international soccer friendly at Miller Park. A couple of European soccer teams were in the country and they were doing a tour around. And he used to play soccer. My little used to play soccer. Me too. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and so. You know, it was, I was on the orange team. <laughs> it was a blast. Uh, we had never been to an international soccer match, and he and was it intense? It was. It was a lot more intense than I think we expected. You know, we grew up a lot more fun. Yeah, it was a blast. And and you had you know the chanting and the singing, and it it's a whole different deal than you're going to get with football in the states. And so to see fans that got that and understood that, and he and his little brother both played soccer, his real little brother. So we took them both. And we had a we had a blast. They, the Miller Park went all out. They had all these different events around the stadium at the beginning of it to get people going. It was that was a blast. I, that was probably one of the best things we did when he was probably maybe twelve, thirteen, something like that. And then he got into cycling. Uh, he started racing for Madison's uh, uh, Brazen Dropouts. It's a club. It's a club racing team, and uh, he really got into cycling. His grandfather was in it into it, and so we started going to cycling events and watching him race. You know, sort of all over the state, and turned out he was really, really good at it, and that became that became his thing, right? Yeah. So it was cool. Which in turn became my thing, right? Right? Like yeah. so, like that's you know, you're the soccer, you know, the, you're the soccer parents, and you're the, you know, he was now you're a cycler, now you bought yeah, a bicycle. Yeah, you know, it's like how much does this cost again? And I think that's what's great about the program too, right? I mean, we focus a lot on the littles, obviously, because they need mentors. But what also does it do for the bigs? It's been a blast. So proud of him, and I got to put a plug in. He back to back state champ in his age range, you know. Mm-hmm. So he found out what he was really good at. Oh. And got after it and and uh, did his thing. So do you still do the couples program? Yes. Mm-hmm. You do? So you can actually come into the program with your Yes, partner. you can. And I'm so glad Mark brought it up. 
you know, just being a big of color, but also being a big couple, a big family. A lot of people don't know that that's an option. And you're right. We do get a lot of people that come in. I've met a few people that had gotten engaged and they just wanted to see, you know, what what it would be like to have kids before they have them. Or some people, a retired couple, the kids are gone. I'm kind of bored now and I want something else to do or. Yeah. So it's a great option, not just individually, but for couples, too. I just love big brothers, big sisters. Actually, two of my daughters were littles and they still their their matches are closed now, but they still keep in contact with their bigs. They just had a great experience and it was super positive. So with that said, what are some of the qualifications that are required to become a big? Well, some of the qualifications, you have to be 18 years and older, um, reliable car with a valid driver's license, and be able to pass a background check. I will also say, too, we've made some changes to the program that I know before I started. The time commitment is a one-year minimum commitment now, but it used to be two years. Also, 21 years and older, it used to be instead of 18. So I know since I started in the role, we've gotten positive feedback of the changes. But on average, I would say because we have match support specialists who take the big and little's hobbies interests and geography and they do a great job matching them I would shout out to the match support yes, specialist yes and a very very great match support specialist Mimi yes Mimi <laughs> Gotta love Mimi. Yes. And I think, too, because of the match support specialist, on average, matches last, you know, four years or more. And just being in the role again, like I've met plenty of bigs like Mark who are still in touch with their littles as adults, attend their weddings have taken trips together. Yeah, they do a great job. So I'm interested in becoming a big. Take us through the process. First, you would fill out an application online at bbbsmadison.org. Now, if you have questions during the application process or if before you want to fill out the application, if you just want to talk, you know, some people have questions about time, activities, other things. You can reach out to me at tanderson at bbbsmadison.org. But the application process online takes about 30 to 45 minutes. And then an interview is conducted, you attend a training, and then the match process begins. And again, our match support specialists are amazing. A lot of people think too, like once they get matched, they're just out here by themselves. They got a kid and they're like, what do I do with the kid? But the match support specialist stays in contact with you throughout the entire process and even after you're matched. I believe the first year, the match support specialist checks in with you on a monthly basis just to make sure that, you know, things are going well. Once that's done, you'll receive an approval call and then there will be a match meeting. You'll have your first outing. And then, like I said, ongoing match support. You know, you're not by yourself. So what are some of the common misconceptions about this process? Time is probably the number one roadblock that I face, especially being out in the community and trying to get bigs. And I know Mark can probably, I would love him to talk about that as well. I think a lot of times when you're mentioning the program, people are really concerned, like, I just don't have time. You know, how am I going to fit this in? When I've talked to a lot of bigs that honestly, it becomes a part of their life. And then also I would say the background checks. Like I definitely being out in the community, want people to know that you shouldn't be afraid of the background check. You know, it's, it's a process. Everyone does not go on your credit report. It does not go on your credit report. Obviously, our main priority is the well-being of youth and their safety. So what are some of the don'ts? Like some of the 
okay, if you have these on your background, thanks, but no thanks. Maybe there's other ways that you can get involved. I'm glad you asked. So this is what disqualifies any individual when running a background check. First would be failure to complete the application and screening process. Second would be to pass history of sexual abuse of children. Then third, conviction of any crime in which children were involved. Fourth, history of any sexually exploitive behavior. And the fifth, termination from a paid or a volunteer position caused by misconduct with a child. I will just stress, just because you have something on your background check that does not necessarily mean it disqualifies you. A background check that has nothing to do with you. So like if you've got some parking tickets right. or if you've got a you know moving violation right. or something like that. Like you said, it doesn't go towards your credit. It's private. And also, too, it's a case-by-case basis. Of, you know, we want kids to, to see different examples of how to overcome different situations. 12% of our littles right now have a parent that's incarcerated, you know, or has a friend or knows someone. So, you know, being that example to help change someone's life. We're definitely in support of that. So is there any cost to the big that's associated with it? There is no cost. Um, So do you get any support as far as like, say, I want to take my little out to basketball game or is there any type of like stifling or anything like that? Um, So we do have that event hub that I mentioned before where you go on there and we get tickets donated all the time. Just as Mark said, like Badger tickets, Overture tickets. We list free activities as well. We do have our own activities that we do. And then there are discounts that are around the city. So you can go into different places and and show like a discount card or something saying you're with Big Brother, Big Sister. So that's another misconception too. I think a lot of people feel like they have to spend a lot of money to be a mentor and you don't. Yeah, Uh, we found that to be the case is in fact, we didn't really spend a lot ever Uh, But we certainly didn't even spend much really at first. We tried to do things that were free, you know, use the park system and go out and do things outdoors. and, And that was just something that was important to us. You know, you choose things and you do things that are low cost or no cost. And then by the time you start wanting to do bigger things, that's when those tickets kind of kick in. In fact, there were things that we couldn't take advantage of just because maybe it didn't sync up with our schedule. But they were free tickets to do things that we just didn't get to take advantage of. So we never ran into anything that was like, oh, this is, you know, we don't have to go to the Dells. You don't have to go to <laughs> Great America. You know, you don't right. have to do those things. You can if you want to and you can afford to, but you don't have to do those things. It's spending time is the real investment. And so we found that to be, I'm trying to think of the most we ever spent. You know, we went down to Chicago for the auto show one time on our own, you know, so we paid for that. But that was as much as sort of we came out of pocket for. There was always something that you could, you could get through the organization at a discount. Because they have all types of programs and classes and uh, your match support specialist is calling you up saying, hey, we got tickets or hey, there's this event. Hey, hey, you know, how here's you, this how here's this uh, computer science thing where they learn how to program. And, you know, you just sort of have to rally and get there. And if you right. feel stuck, you can call your match support specialist. Like, look, I'm trying to figure out some activities to do. Can you help me out? Can can we talk about this? Safety tips or just Anything that might come up with your little, you can always talk to your match support specialist. And, you know, just as Mark said before, I think it's at the beginning getting to know stages, right? And like what you guys and then before you know it, it becomes a part of your life. Yeah, I think that the trick is at first it's new. So the person is new. The relationship is new. Having something on your calendar is new, you know, so it's all new. And then it just becomes second nature. 
I remember at first my wife was like, we were just trying to warm, you know, warm up to him. He was trying to warm up to us. And she's like, I don't know if he likes us, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, he's, he's eight. <laughs> you know, so, so, so I don't know. I don't know if he likes much of, much of anything right now, you know? And so yeah. I said, so, you know, it, there's that time. And then we laugh about it now. And we've, we've told him that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, but we laugh about it now because now, if 14 years later, he's got his girlfriend and they're doing their thing. He's been with her since high school. And I was telling somebody this the other day. I said, that's really all you want for your kids is for them to be with somebody who's good for them and important to them and it makes them better, right? And somebody said, well, you just said your kid. And I said, yeah, because that's kind of how I think of him. You know, his mom and his grandparents, uncles and aunts have all been part of it. We're all like a team. But yeah, we kind of... All working for the betterment of him. All working for, you know, and so we feel like we're just part of the family at this point. Yeah. And that that's what I hope for other matches, right? I hope that can be the, the way it goes for other, for other big... So do you feel like that through this process, has it brought you and your wife closer in some aspects? It has. It has. Because like I said, we never had our own kids. And it's funny because we laugh when we would come up, okay, what if it's a discipline thing? You know, and so how do we go about that? Because we didn't have our own. So like, how do we, how do we break that down? And how, you know, and we laugh because I'm like, I would for sure have been the bigger disciplinarian in the, of the two of us. She'd have been the softy, right? And we, so we laugh about how it was in our respective houses when we grew up, but for sure it's, it's brought us closer together. And, you know, and it's funny, I hope that our little ends up being a big. He's 22 now. To give back. Yeah. I, I would love it if he would do that. My wife actually worked for Big Brothers Big Sisters for nine years, and she was a little. Um, That's what's up. Staying on that about support, what are other ways besides becoming a big one can get involved with BBBS? You can definitely volunteer for an event because we have a lot of them. So you can contact us, you know, short-term commitments. You know, again, when I'm out talking to people, I'm not really out here like doing a hard, like you got to be a big, you have to be a mentor. Everybody has different things going on in their life. Sometimes things change in a couple years. So if it's something else you want to do, you can volunteer for an event. You can also donate an experience. So if you have season tickets and you guys don't use them, donate, you know, give them to us. I mean, also you could join a committee, you know, if you want to join a committee, we've got our finance, our program, our gala and our hunt committee. So there's lots of options. Absolutely. Mark, why do you think it's important for black men to get involved with BBBS? In my mind, it's crucial. Um, There's this stereotype of black fathers being absent, right? Which is not true and has been proven not true. According to the FCC, black men are the most involved in their children's life out of all races. And that's, it's how it's portrayed, right? For me, because I didn't have my own, but I had the ability to to mentor, I felt it was important to get involved for someone who didn't have a male figure in the home, right? And so, you know, there's sort of mentoring and there's modeling. I'm happy to be both. Growing up, my dad was in the household. And so what I found out is whenever he would throw his arm around me and say, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you something. Of course, the first reaction is, well, you always push back. Here we go. Here we go. You're going to teach me something? <laughs> so I'm about to shut you out, right? Like I'm not hearing that. But what I found out is I tended to take to modeling more than mentoring. So I would watch what he did and what he said 
in how he said it and who he said it to. So I would watch that and I would learn based on observing, not necessarily someone saying, hey, I'm going to teach you something. So I think modeling behavior is as important as sitting someone down and saying, hey, you need to know these things, right? And so you can't model behavior if you're not there. So for me, having, I think, black men being there and just modeling what it means to to be a good man, I think is is everything. So Tracy, how can people get in contact with you? You can email me at tanderson at bbbsmadison.org. And again, you can go to our website, bbbsmadison.org. Look up volunteer and fill out an application or fill out an inquiry form if you just want to talk to me. I set up one-on-one meetings, Zoom meetings. I love a Zoom meeting, virtual. I meet you for coffee, talk to you on the phone. Sometimes people just have quick questions that they're just curious about before actually going through the application process. So you can definitely reach me that way. We're on Facebook, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Dane County. We're on Instagram. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're on LinkedIn, Big Brothers of Big Sisters of Dane County. Awesome. And Mark? If you are someone who's thinking about a career change or or an organization looking for talent, unfinishedbusinessconsulting.com. It'll have a suite of services there and check me out and see if there's something I can help you with. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys stopping by the program. Thank you so much for coming by. This is D-Star. Until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Out of the Box Podcast, an inspiring show advocating for our current and former inmates and their families in Wisconsin. Are you interested in starting your own podcast? Click our affiliate link or Buzzsprout for all your podcast hosting needs. You can also support the show by clicking our support link in the description.